Thanks for listening to the Inner Life Podcast. Be sure to join us every weekday at 11 a.m. Central on Relevant Radio or on the Relevant Radio app. Find your local Relevant Radio station at RelevantRadio.com or stream us live every day on the Relevant Radio app. It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio, the show to give you just a bit of daily boost in your ongoing journey with and to the Lord Jesus. My name is Patrick Conley, in for Josh Raymond today and, God willing, this week. I host a show local to the Archdiocese of St. Paul in Minneapolis, broadcast on Relevant Radio there in the Twin Cities, 1330 a.m., and I fill in from time to time on the Network Morning News. Happy to be with you this week. Today on The Inner Life, we're going to be discussing a topic foundational to the existence and furtherance of our society. Pretty important, huh? Yeah, and by that, I mean we're going to be talking about marriage. Here to lead us in our discussion and to answer your questions is our spiritual director for the, today, uh, a voice that you, many of you will recognize if you're regular listeners to Relevant Radio. Father Dave Heaney is with us. Father Dave grew up in Thousand Oaks, California, was ordained for the Archdiocese of Los Angeles in 1978. And in 1991, he received a master's degree in marriage, family, and child counseling from the University of Southern California. His latest book is Luke 10 Leadership, How to Succeed in Parish Ministry, which is, of course, a book on parish leadership. That's published by Ave Maria Press, and he's now the pastor of St. Bruno Catholic Church in Whittier, California. Welcome, Father Dave. Welcome back to the program. Thank you, Patrick. Glad to join you today. Yeah, good to be doing another show with you, and yeah. I'm glad that we're talking about such an important topic today. We're talking about the topic of marriage. Let's start off, Father, if we could. Let's start off with the sacred scriptures. So mm-hmm. let me just pitch that to you. What do the scriptures tell us, or they, what do they teach us about marriage? Well, almost the entire Bible is about marriage. Mm. The, the entire image in the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament, about the relationship that we have with God and the, and the kind of relationship that God wants to have with us is a marriage. So the marriage image, the marriage uh, idea, is just permeated all through uh, the scriptures, both the Old Testament and the New Testament. The New Testament uh, specifies it as Jesus is the bridegroom, we are the bride. Uh, But of course, it starts off with Genesis in the second chapter of Genesis. Therefore, a man leaves his father and mother and cleaves to his wife, and they become one flesh. So, you know, you started by saying this is foundational to our society because, of course, this is how each generation happens. There would be no human race if it wasn't for one man and one woman getting together and having children. It's also foundational for our faith. Uh, Marriage is everything. It is an incredibly powerful uh, institution. I like to say it as far as personally... um, you know, it, it can be the very best experience in someone's life or sometimes the very worst. So mm. how we view marriage has a lot to do with how happy you will be in life and how happy you will be uh, in eternal life. And it all starts in that very first book of Genesis, chapter 2. A man leaves his father and mother 
and cleaves to his wife, and they become one. That beautiful sense of unity, of partnership, mm-hmm. of teammates, of being on, on each other's side, of looking out for each other, of seeking the other person's happiness. That's marriage. Right, right. And uh, what again, what a great foundation right there from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Jumping ahead into the New Testament, Father, where can we go to to see the ways that Jesus himself and uh, his apostles support and uphold this understanding of marriage as divinely ordained? Well, of course, they all got invited to that great wedding feast at Cana. Oh, yeah, right. And uh, that is just such a, a rich story with Full of meaning, uh, you know. We often use it, of course, at, at wedding ceremonies. But there's some very, very important details that sometimes uh, an archaeological background uh, can fulfill. And that's my hobby is biblical archaeology. And in those days, it was the bridegroom's job to provide wine for the wedding, to really provide for everything. And uh, they were running out. And so when Mary looks to Jesus and says, "You know, do something about this," in effect, she is saying. You are the real bridegroom here. You are the real groom uh, in everyone's life. And so she says to the servants, meaning saying, saying to all of us, do whatever this bridegroom says. So that's a beautiful passage where it again affirms that Jesus is the bride, bridegroom. We are the bride. Uh, and all of the apostles are there kind of witnessing the whole thing. So it just uh, beautifully affirms, uh, again, you know, how important a marriage is. Jesus and his disciples attend this marriage ceremony, and they want to make sure that the party continues in a really beautiful way. You know, when the wine runs out, the party runs out. And Jesus wants to make sure that every marriage is happy, that it's a party, that it's a reception, that it's a celebration that never runs out. So I often tell couples at their wedding ceremonies, you have to make new wine. You have to renew your vows. You have to keep the party going by making new wine, by making new promises, by renewing them together, and then your your marriage will be happy and last, just like it was at that wedding feast in Cana. Mm, right. Well, let's invite our listeners to be part of the conversation here, Father. For those of you who are married, when did you first meet your spouse? We'd love to hear a little bit of your own background. And then what was the initial spark that attracted you? But then what kind of solidified in your mind that, yes, I believe this is the person I want to marry. We'd love to hear from you. Give us a call and join the conversation, 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. You can also send us an email. Our email address here on The Inner Life is innerlife at relevantradio.com. Maybe are contemplating marriage. You're getting close, or maybe you're just contemplating the whole idea of marriage and have questions for our spiritual director, Father Dave Heaney. Give us a call as well. Ask your questions. Tell us what you're wrestling with and what obstacles you may be facing in contemplating marriage. 888-914-9149. All right, so Father, as we're as we're contemplating again this this whole big idea of marriage, there's so many different paths that we can mm-hmm. go down to to talk about within this. Um, but let me start with maybe a uh, a question that might appeal to those who are young and uh, just thinking about. Well, is this the time? Um, if so, who and that sort of thing. So maybe run down for us a little bit of what are the right and the wrong reasons to think about marrying someone? Oh, what a great question. I think, uh, well, one way we look at marriage, I think the main way we look at marriage is that it's not two half people leaning on each other. 
it really is meant to be two fully mature people who are walking in the same direction and 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 dedicating their lives to each other. So we don't sometimes you'll hear young people say, "Well, this person completes me or what I'm not good at this person is." Uh and that's not really what marriage is. It's not really um kind of a completion of each other. It really is two independent mature people who are then promising to dedicate their life for the happiness of another. That's one idea. I think the other is, uh, uh, I, you know, marriage is, of course, uh, a hedge against loneliness. And loneliness can be kind of the, the impetus to go out and meet people. That's the kind of uh, spur to get you out of your place, to go to places, to meet people, to have the courage to go up and, and talk to people. Uh, but if that's the main reason you're with someone, that will kind of fade after a while. Mm. So... Really, we have to think about this idea of being a, uh, a, f- a full, independent, mature person who then, because now you know what it is about yourself that you can give to someone else. You have a, you have a sense of yourself of what your own gifts and talents are, and that's what you're offering for the good of another. So the main way we think about marriage is how can I help this other person's life as opposed to how can this person help me. Mm-hmm. Just as a quick example, I, I used to ask engaged couples, how did you know you were in love with each other? Hmm. And sometimes one person would say, well, this person always makes me laugh, or this person always makes me feel good, or this person always does these nice things for me. So that's not a very good way to start the marriage because you're looking at the other person of what they're going to do for you. Right. Uh, it's very common, uh, and of course, those are those are true things. We we hope they're true things that you're making the other person happy, etc. But the way that you look at marriage is how can I dedicate? How can I use this new day that I have to use every talent and gift and ability I have for my spouse, whether I get anything in return or not? How can I make this other person's life better and more fulfilled? That's the perfect ground for mm-hmm. any relationship and especially a marriage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. And I, I'm, I'm curious too, you've already, you're already uh, leading into kind of where I think we're going here, which is, so once a marriage does occur and we mm-hmm. have a husband and a wife there, and now you're a, you're, you've received a master's degree in marriage and family and child counseling. And you yep. also, uh, you're the, you're the pastor. So I know that you've seen your fair share of, uh, dare I say it, struggling marriages. So what would you say, Father, are some of the things that are quick to uh, erode at the integrity of a marriage uh, there in, in the midst of the marriage? What are some of the main threats to marriage that a couple might face? Well, it's actually very, very clear. Uh, so the good news is it's very, very clear. The bad news is it's very, very common. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, the, the number, I would say, you know, I've been a priest for 43 years now, and I've had that degree for 30 years, over 30 years. And I would say um, the number one threat to any marriage is always inadvertent and never planned uh, and never deliberate, but it happens almost all the time. And that is, after a couple gets married, they do the most deadly thing imaginable, which is they take each other for granted. Mm. They stop paying attention to each other. You know, while they're engaged, they, they're always thinking about their engaged person. They have the picture. They're telling their friends. They're calling. They're texting. They're emailing. They're, you know, going on 
you know, trips together. So they're always attentive and attuned to their to their engaged partner. And then after they get married, very quickly, and it's inadvertent, it can just kind of creep into a relationship. You say, well, you know, I don't have to... <laughs> I don't have to work that hard anymore because there she is or there he is every day in the same house. And, um, you know, I don't have to say I love you today because, you know, I said it a couple of days ago. I don't have to say it every day. Uh, and that's the the slow death knell of a relationship mm-hmm. because what happens is you become managers of a household. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you take out the garbage, you go to the store, turn the lights on and off. So you become managers of a house. And you stop managing your relationship. Relationships have to be managed. Mm. They have to be managed in the same way you did when you were engaged. You were paying attention to it. And you have to continue doing that today. I'll tell you a quick story. I was on the freeway. Many people hear this because I tell this story all the time. It was so powerful. I'm driving along and I see a billboard for a cell phone company. And it was basically telling people to, you know, to use their cell phone. But the message was, you can call home today and ask your wife how she's feeling, or you can wait five years and her attorney will tell you. Oh, man. What a devastating comment. And it was a cell phone company commercial. Wow. But it was so powerful. I mean, we really have to connect with each other uh, every day and, and certainly not wait five years. Wow. Yeah, that is a powerful message and one that yeah, if you uh if you don't if you don't see to it, you know, ignore your wife, ignore your husband and she'll mm-hmm. go away or he'll go away, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, wow. Well, um let's invite our listeners into the conversation again. We don't want to keep the 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 conversation purely on the threats to marriage. We want to celebrate the joy of marriage as mm-hmm. well. So give us a call if you're currently married. How did you meet your spouse? And what was it about that person that made you think this might be the person that God is calling me to marry? Or perhaps you weren't even in a good relationship with the Lord at that time, and you were, uh, you somehow through this, uh, this marriage, you came back to the Lord. We'd love to hear that story too. Our phone number here in the inner life is 888 and uh, I just I just see in our chat here on the screen that Jim Schaefer is uh, he's given us the heads up that he met his wife Erin 14 years ago today. Hey. Um, so that's a, that's great. We celebrate with you, Jim. He says after a cup of coffee and a three hour conversation about our love for our faith and our families, I knew she was the one. <laughs> wow, three hours in, he knew he was the one. Uh, it took a little bit longer for me and my wife. I'll say that. <laughs> well, whatever your story, give us a call and uh, join the conversation. Or again, if you're young and considering marriage, or if you're not so young and considering marriage, join the conversation as well. 888-914-9149. Father, uh, just before we uh, we take a little bit of a break here, I wanted to to uh, set up some further conversation that I want to, want to hold to. But um, what are some of the things that you find yourself as a pastor really recommending both to those who are contemplating marriage, but also to those who are maybe are, are years, decades into marriage for helping to build and then keep a strong marriage? I think the most important thing of all is to, besides all of the important management, household management things that go on, all the important parenting management things that go on, don't take your marriage for granted. Don't take your spouse for granted. I, I would say never let more than seven days go by in which you don't spend some quality time with your spouse, mm. 
in which the topic is your relationship, not the dinner, not watching a movie, not playing a game, but it really is just about your relationship. And I say seven days because that's the same time frame that God asks of us. Hmm. God says, you know, you're busy all week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you never talk to me. That's okay. We have Sunday. And every Sunday, we talk about, we have that one hour that's just about a relationship with God and Him with us. So seven days is what our Lord is happy to have for Himself. So make sure that you don't let more than seven days go by with your spouse, in which the topic of your time together is just your relationship. How are we doing as a couple? If you do that, uh, your your relationship will just go in all kinds of wonderful, adventurous places that you never anticipated when you got married in the beginning. Um, because people change through life, and if you just stay con- connected with each other through that journey of life, you'll have a wonderful time. Mm, wow. I really like that seven-day principle, Father. I'm, yeah. uh, I, I know that I can always sense, uh, perhaps in my own marriage, I say always, I shouldn't say that because I'm never 100% perfect on all, any of these things. But What? Well, I know. Can you imagine? But I, I can sense when, yeah, my wife and I need some time yeah. just to be together and away from, as you were saying, the management of our lives. You know, we need some time just to focus in on our relationship. And then we tr- we do try to get at least a dinner together out or a uh, maybe even something like a vacation or a trip or something mm-hmm. like that or a retreat that we can do together. Um, so I like the seven-day principle. I think that that's really good. And, and let's uh, circle back around to that as we uh, get further into the program. For now, though, uh, we're going to head into our short break. But before that, let me just uh, send a, an invitation out to listeners again. If you would like to be part of the conversation here as we're talking with Father Dave Heaney about marriage, give us a call, 888 Again, 888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life, and we'll be right back. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio Studio Line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit RelevantRadio.com slash Forrester. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Call in now to share your story with our Inner Life Spiritual Directors. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome back to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio. Patrick Conley with you, and I'm glad to be with you. And I'd like to take just a couple of minutes to tell you about a new book we're offering for anyone who signs up for it. It's called Treasures of the Rosary, Reflections by Those Who Pray It Daily. Daily, There are Reflections on the Rosary, Meditations by St. John Paul II, St. Jose Maria Magascriva, as well as our own executive director here at Relevant Radio, Father Rocky. This is an absolutely free book, no shipping charges, no postage, but it's only available for a very limited time. All you got to do is go to RelevantRadio.com or the Relevant Radio app, click on the banner, and get your free copy of Treasures of the Rosary. No matter what your connection to the Rosary, you'll gain a deeper understanding and devotion to Mary through reading this book. Well, we're back here on The Inner Life. We're talking about the important topic of marriage, and we are talking with our spiritual director, Father Dave Heaney, who has been laying out some great principles for us as, and along the lines of how to build and maintain a healthy, he- healthy marriage here. And, uh, you know, we're just talking about the rosary, Father, and I'm guessing that you would, you would say that uh, prayer is pretty foundational to maintaining a good marriage, yeah? Oh, yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, and I'm glad you mentioned the book, Treasures of the Rosary. I think it's aptly named. You know, a treasure has the connotation of something of an unexpected abundance, something that you unexpectedly find, a treasure. And that that is the rosary. As you pray it, <clears throat> each you know, it's the same pretty much every time, but every time you pray it, another treasure of inspiration or wisdom may come to you. But uh, it's a very beautiful way that a, that a couple can pray as well. The rosary is extremely flexible. It's it's not a rigid prayer, and it can be adapted to your own needs very easily. You know, <clears throat> each decade has usually a mystery of the life of Christ connected to it. You know, his birth in Bethlehem, uh, things like that, his resurrection and the ascension. Uh, but you can also uh, bring in uh, family intentions, too. I know one family that prays the rosary constantly. They have five children, and they dedicate each decade to one of their children. So they're, as they're praying that decade, they're keeping in mind the intentions of that child. Uh, it could just be for, you know, the spouses for each other. There's many ways that you can use this time of a rosary. It doesn't take that long um, to pray together, and it uh, it's and it can be done in a way that really is connected to the, your particular needs. Maybe praying mm-hmm. for a new job, mm-hmm. household situations. So it's a it's a it's something that doesn't take a lot to learn. It's something that each uh, partner can do very easily. Um, so the rosary is a great thing. Reading scriptures is a beautiful way. Uh, you know, you can read a gospel together and say, well, honey, what do you think of this passage? And then the other person says what they think, and maybe it's different, and that can be kind of a nice conversation. The main thing about prayer that's really beautiful is that it gets you out of yourself. You know, the smallest world is myself, and it gets mm-hmm. a little bigger when I have a spouse, and it gets the largest of all when I include God, the largest perspective and it does and what happens is when you bring god into your life it puts your life into a, a better perspective you see the meaning of things in a so much more eternal uh light mm-hmm. which can you know make the concerns and the worries of today not go away but you 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 have a better understanding of how important or unimportant they are mm-hmm. when we uh when we pray so prayer is a beautiful thing to do for any couple uh, I'll just say one more thing that I think is a is a powerful thing to do is to is to share a morning prayer and an evening prayer, hmm. and that can be more spontaneous, just kind of talking. So the morning prayer could be something that you do with your spouse, and you, in which you declare your hopes for the day, and you you bring God into it and say, God, we have this little league game today, or we have this work meeting today, or we have this uh, wedding to go to. And help help everything go well, something like that. And then in the evening, uh, you have an evening prayer together in which you, you know, maybe discuss your romantic love with each other, bring that to God, uh, talk about how the day went, you know, either celebrating things that went well or regrets for things that didn't. Um, and so you kind of start and end the day with God, with your partner. Mm-hmm. How beautiful is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, wonderful. We're talking today here on The Inner Life about marriage with our spiritual director, Father Dave Heaney. Father, let's go to our phone calls. We've got a number of them pouring in here. We're, we'll go first to Mark, who is calling in from Lewiston, Maine. Mark, welcome to The Inner Life. Yes, thank you. Um, I just wanted to share my success story of marriage with, with you. Um, mm-hmm. We've been married 32 years. Um, not all of them easy, but the, the, 
good thing is now that we are both deep in our faith because, I mean, we were married in the church and then raising kids and we fell away, which is a common story. Um, and just recently, within the past, I would say, 10 years, we've both come back to the church, um, my wife first and then me a couple years later. And what keeps us, what really keeps us together, I think, is we are constantly looking for ways to serve together. Um, we both feel that we've been called to evangelize, and um, my wife is now currently faith formation director of our local parish. So we're always involved. I, you know, she has things going on, and she always asks me to come in and help with this and that. And um, we ran an alpha program together um, right before COVID hit. So things like that just really keep us grounded and have really strengthened our marriage, I believe. Perfect. Thank you, Mark, for calling in. And let me just say what a lucky parish that is to have you uh, both there. Your wife is the faith formation director and you're helping her and getting involved. I'm really glad that you got involved in Alpha. We did that ourselves here at St. Bruno and found it to be really, really a powerful program. Alpha is a, a program for young adults. Uh, you watch a video, have a meal, discuss. Uh, it's beautifully done videos. It really is a spectacular program. So you have, you know, it's beautiful that you and your wife have found a common project to work on, the faith formation in the, of your parish, your young adults. That's a powerful way to, for a couple to use their sacrament of marriage in just the way that our Lord intended uh, as a witness to the world. You know, people get married as a way of changing the world. That's God's plan for marriage, to change the world one marriage at a time. And you're doing it there in Maine. And I just uh, feel very happy for that parish there that they have people like you, Mark, and your wife uh, ministering to them. Hmm. Yes, wonderful phone call, Mark. Thank you for telling us your story. That's exactly what we're looking for. If you have stories like Mark's to share or if you have questions about uh, marriage, if you're contemplating marriage, give us a call and be part of the conversation, 888 Father, I love your line. People get married in order to change the world. My guess mm-hmm. is that we're going to hear a little bit more about that, maybe uh, change the world in some very local, very small ways, just as the Lord intended. Let's go to our next phone call. Adrienne is coming, calling in from Chicago. Adrienne, welcome to The Inner Life. Thank you. Um, I'm widowed, actually. Married my high school sweetheart. We were 19 and 20 and married just over 50 years. Um, when I think back, I realize I noticed when I first met him that he was comfortable around children, that he kind of had a, exuded a strength for, for a young person, and um, he liked to cook. He would always be in the kitchen wherever we were, checking out with whoever was making what. I thought, boy, those are good qualities. My mother noticed it, too, uh, both both qualities. He was not Catholic. He was Episcopalian, which, of course, is quite close in some respects. He always had an affinity for the Blessed Mother. Uh, never said the rosary, but wanted it hanging by his bed. Um, we never left the house separately, as we both worked. We never left separately after an argument still mad at each other. We just didn't do that. We we made up. 
And neither one of us seemed to ever need to have the last word. And that's my story. <laughs> Beautiful story of 50 years, Adrienne. And I loved how you, you know, listed all those remarkable qualities at the beginning that attracted both you and your mother to uh, to your husband. So a beautiful story uh, that started beautifully and stayed together for 50 years. And we pray for the pose of his soul and recognize that you are now without him, but you have wonderful memories of him. And we're glad that you shared them with us today, Adrian. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, absolutely. And if I may add, Guys, never underestimate the value and the worth in uh, getting the mother-in-law uh, on your side as well. That's very helpful. That's right. Or at least getting her to like you. Yeah, that's a very good thing. Right. Uh, I could go on and on, but I, I would rather the callers have time to uh, to mm-hmm. share their stories as well. And we've got Dana calling in from Phoenix, Arizona. Dana, welcome to The Inner Life. Hi. Thanks for having me on. A little nervous first time caller. Um. This year is our 30th year of marriage. Really uh, so blessed and so happy with that. I met my husband. We were both out of college, and I actually leased his apartment to him. And so that's a fun little story we get to tell our kids. But we were, you know, the things that attracted me to him, he was, the previous caller talked about good with kids. I know it's how he was with little cousins, and um, just was kind of watching and paying attention. He was a real gentleman, real generous. And though he wasn't Catholic, I was I was Catholic. I never went through that phase a lot of young adults do where I left my faith or I went through a doubting uh, phase. I, I was always really strong in my faith. Of course, I look back now and know that um, I've grown a ton, but I went to Mass every Sunday, and so I knew that I wanted that as part of my marriage. I grew up in the church. Um, I came from a strong Catholic family. And though he wasn't Catholic, um, he was interested. He had some interest. He grew up a Protestant. They stopped going to church when he was kind of at an impressionable age. But I said to him, I don't want to be one of these women in church that you see with all the kids and no husband. I said, yeah, 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 I want that. Well, fast forward many years, he did eventually come into the church. In fact, it was early in our marriage, but he was not 100% um, sold out for the Catholic faith. There were a lot of influences just through work and friends, uh, a lot of Protestants and evangelicals kind of pulling at him, and and it caused a ton of conflict in our marriage, the religion piece, and I, this is the main reason I wanted to call in was for those considering marriage, um, I really poo-pooed that and swept it under the rug when we were dating and when I was looking for a spouse. My faith was was so um, core to who I was, and yet I really, I really didn't. I kind of minimized that when I was dating, and it wasn't until we went through lots of conflict with religion. And ironically enough, all the years of prayer and so on, by me wanting him to, you know, be sold out, it was um, about 10 years ago, one of our daughters left the church. And um, and it was walking through that experience, and it was so painful for him. God used that to bring him back to the Catholic faith. And I tell you, I'm just holding back tears now because it, it was such a um, growing experience for us as a couple and for me to just see the Lord working in him was so beautiful. And um, 
I am just so, so, so grateful for our shared faith and um, our family. You know, we have four kids, three little grandkids, number four on the way. But it is a lot of work. And just for those who are considering marriage, don't minimize. I don't care, you know, how much you, how great that person is. It will become a source of conflict. It really will. Well said, Dana. And I'm really glad that you called in. I think you know, you're really affirming that it's important to take religion seriously. Those are very wise words. Those are core, it's a core event in anyone's life. And to be able to walk a lifetime of marriage with someone else and to have and to have two people have different core values, uh, you know, is going to lead to very, very serious problems. But it also affirms how each person is on their own journey. Uh, you know, God is calling each person uh, to a life of faith, and that's going to affect people differently. They're going to have a different timeline. Some people walk faster on that journey of faith than others. Some people are slower. So if you're a, a, a couple with different faith traditions, you're going to have to really pay a special attention to each other, be very respectful, um, and just acknowledge that the other person has their own faith journey uh, to follow, and you have to respect that. Uh, but I think what happened in, in your marriage very beautifully is that he agreed to join you at Mass, and then Mass had that, you know, effect that it does, you know, it has that effect of bringing someone around, and they did. Um, but there was still all these issues with your child and whatnot, uh, so I think your your final conclusion is just very, very beautifully said, Dana, that uh, never poo-poo religion, never say it's not that important. It's very important. So if you're planning on getting married, make sure that you really talk those issues out with your engaged person. If you're already married, make sure that you continue to talk them out um, in an attitude of respect and dignity um, because uh, it's just very, very important to make sure that you are on the same page with with this uh, person of God in your life and how it is expressed in religion. Thank you, Dana. Yeah, thank you, Dana. And so grateful that you called in with this story of hope, of knowing that, uh, yeah, you never know how the Lord is going to draw someone who you have been praying for, especially if you've been praying for them, back into the faith. Well, I'm drawing a lot of hope from these phone calls. Let's take one more before we take our next break, and that's Roy, who's calling in from Bellflower, California. Roy, welcome to the program. Hello. Yes, uh, I hope this is relevant. You know, um, most important thing to me uh, was that, you know, my future spouse be Catholic. And uh, what happened in my life, I went to a rough time, was during uh, Vietnam. I was a Marine. I was very lonely, you know, and uh, I think um, most men don't admit it, but when you're lonely, you can make big mistakes in your life. So I kept praying to God that, you know, to send me someone, you know, and uh, right at the right moment, he chose it. And, uh, you know, I would be at a wedding, and here I would meet this uh, young girl, and uh, we began to talk, became friends, and uh, um, she is presently now my wife. We've been, uh, we're almost 50 years married, but she also admitted to me that the most important thing to her is that, you know, her spouse be Catholic. Hmm. And I just wanted you to know that loneliness is uh, was something that could really, really do a lot of damage when you're a young person, especially a man. You can make big mistakes, you know, and my message out there for all the young men out there is, you know, everyone gets lonely at a time, but just keep on praying to God and he'll answer your prayers. And God answered my prayers. You know, he sent me the right person at the right time that he knew would be the right time in my life. You know, and uh, at that moment where I almost gave up, here I am invited to a wedding and um, of a friend. And uh, 
you know, I was almost getting ready to be separated from active duty, and uh, here I met this young girl and uh, had one more year of service. We wrote to each other, uh, we became very close, and, uh, you know, uh, got to meet each other's families. And uh, I tell you, it was uh, God's work and, the, and uh, mm-hmm. our beliefs and both of us being raised in the church, you know, that uh, really strengthened us and helps throughout our marriage. We have a very big family, lots of grandchildren, you know, and, and uh, it wouldn't have happened, you know, if uh, it wasn't for, you know, uh, God intervening and at the right time in my life when he knew I'd be best, you know, be prepared and ready. Beautifully said, Roy, and, you know, your marriage has blossomed into children and now grandchildren. How about an abundance of life? How beautiful that is. Let me say, first of all, thank you for your service in Vietnam. And you say a beautiful thing about loneliness, that it can be dangerous. You know, God says, you know, it is not right for man to be alone. Therefore, I will make a helpmate. So loneliness is what can spur us on to talk to other people and get to know them. But you're right that it can also be dangerous that we can panic, we can make the wrong decision, we can move too quickly just to kind of heal ourselves from loneliness. So very, very wise words uh, from you. And I loved hearing how both of you really understood the importance of both of you being Catholic and sharing that faith and bringing in uh, your same understanding of God into your marriage has blossomed into children and grandchildren and just been a blessing to everyone. So thank you, Roy, for calling in. Yeah, thank you, Roy. A lot of wisdom there in on Roy and all of our callers thus far. We've got more callers waiting, but let's take a quick break, after which we will continue the conversation here on The Inner Life about marriage with our spiritual director, Father Dave Heaney. Stay with us. We'll be right back. bringing us back into this episode of The Inner Life, where we are talking about marriage and its importance in our Catholic lives and in the world today. Our spiritual director today is Father Dave Heaney, who does have a master's degree in marriage, family, and child counseling from the University of Southern California. He's been a pastor at St. Bruno, or he is currently the pastor at St. Bruno Catholic Church in Whittier, California. So, um, yeah, lots of lots of things to talk about, Father, but we've got a lot of listeners who have been calling in to tell us their story. Um, so I think what we're going to do is we are going to go right back to the phones, which, by the way, are being monitored today by Jim Shaper, along with our producer, Nick Sendovich. So my, uh, my thanks to them. Uh, let's go to Richard, who is calling in from Rancho Cucamonga, California. Richard, welcome to The Inner Life. Hello, guys. Thank you. Hello, Father Dave. Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> so, so my story is quite is quite is quite an interesting one. So, me and my wife, we uh, are currently uh, been married for eleven years, but we've actually known each other. We grew up with each other, and we've known each other since we were six or seven years old. <laughs> and we, so we went we went to elementary and high schools together, and we did not like each other. I made her cry. We bullied each other, and. Two years after high school, we reconnected, and one thing led to another. We started dating, and her family was like, really, you're dating the guy who made you cry in high school, you know, so on and so forth. And so um, 
she met, you know, a year into our relationship, she had mentioned to me that because she is a she was a practicing Catholic, she went to church faithfully, and I was baptized and confirmed and everything like that, but I never went to church, and I was, you know, I was lost basically. So she mentioned to me one day, she says, "Well, if you love me, I'm not going to marry anybody, a, a man that's not Catholic, you know, a practicing Catholic." So. She kept inviting me to church, and one day I decided to go, and basically I, I, I credit her for saving me and getting me to go back to church, and, I, you know, and I, loved every, I love every minute of it, you know, and um, actually me and her, we, you know, we just celebrated our 11-year anniversary, and uh, we're both carrying a cro- heavy cross, you know, with infertility right now, and uh, she wants nothing more than to be a mother, and as a husband, that's something. I mean, I want to give my wife everything, and that's something I can't give to her, you know, because it's just, it, you know, we understand it's in God's timing, but it's a really, really hard thing that we're dealing with. Um, we actually, and one one thing that compelled me to call is that we decided, you know, last year to start marriage therapy, and uh, it's been a blessing in our life. It's not like we were in trouble or anything, but it was just something that we needed our marriage to be tweaked a little bit. So we found a, actually we, we, uh, uh, uh guess the host that Timory has is, um, Michael Gasparo. He's a marriage and family therapist. And we called him up and we've been seeing him for a while now. And it's been beneficial to our marriage and, uh, learning how to talk and listen to each other and, uh, to discuss problems with, you know, that our marriage has, you know, cause no marriage is perfect. So that's what I just called and wanted to, Tell people that if there's a problem, get to marriage therapy. Well said, Richard. Very, very wise words. Thank you for letting us know. Um, and you really bring up a very, very uh, sensitive issue, this idea of infertility. You said it so beautifully. I want to give my wife everything. And the most powerful gift that a couple can experience is the gift of new life. And I can imagine just how difficult it is for two people who love each other, both sharing the same faith and want to and want their their love to overflow into a new person, to a new life, and that's not happening yet. I hope there's medical things that can that can work for you, but I think it was very wise for you to seek out a, a wise Catholic counselor as well, because it's very important that couples you know know how to talk to each other, know how to talk to each other about really sensitive topics that are really important, like infertility, like being a parent, like new life, and sometimes having a wise coach who can uh, moderate that discussion is very, very helpful. Um, Because, you know, when you make an appointment to go see a therapist, you're both on the same page at the same time to talk about these issues. Couples very rarely are on the same page, uh, you know, just automatically at home. In the evening, the wife wants to do this, the husband wants to do that, and they're not really on the same page. But when you make an appointment, either with each other or with a therapist, you have automatically put yourselves on the same uh, emotional moment to talk about these important topics. And having a therapist there can help you guide, you know, make sure that the topic, the conversation goes well. So, Richard, you really blessed us with a really great phone call, with a good message. Very, very helpful for yourself and your marriage. And really, really wise advice for everyone listening in as well. So thank you, Richard. 
Mm-hmm. And Richard, be assured of our prayers for you and your wife and uh, in the midst of dealing with this cross, as you put it rightly, mm-hmm. this cross of infertility that is uh, that you're having to bear now. We certainly will uphold you in prayer and will continue to do so. Richard, thank you so much for the call. That's great. Well, Father, we've got more calls just waiting for us, so let's go from Richard to Josephine, who's calling in from Allentown, Pennsylvania. Josephine, welcome to The Inner Life. Thank you, thank you. Good afternoon. Yes, good afternoon. We've been married 50 years as of April 25th this year. Wow. We started going to Mass together when we were dating. <clears throat> dating. Uh, I would recommend that before you announce to the family your intentions to get married, you may take time to talk to each other. How are we going to live? How are we going to spend our money? What What are we going to do? Do we want children? How, like how many? What? We decided that I would be a full-time mother. So as we were raising four daughters, and I give my husband for living with five women all those years, that he uh, that we would take time for each other. When we couldn't afford both a babysitter and a date, we would pay for the babysitter and we'd go grocery shopping or we'd go for coffee, something that didn't cost money but gave us the time alone because with uh, four daughters, they talk a lot. So we needed some quiet time. <laughs> As time went on, and we also, we also were, he's very good. Like he'll unload the dishwasher, he'll do the dishes to this day, and we're retired now. But not only in action, but in word, it's very important that we verbally told each other often how much we loved each other, how much we valued each other, how happy we were, and that we would go to church together. Now we, by the grace of God, we're able to go every morning and we pray together for our family, our, our main concern as many parents and grandparents. But um, now then when we got into the empty nest and then retirement, we weren't strangers. We were very good friends. We were lovers. We, you know, we had each other. We appreciated each other. So this time is even more wonderful because we really do love each other. The love, but it doesn't come if you if you ignore each other during those uh, years of raising a family. It, it's harder. It's harder. And I just say that because we've experienced a lot of sadness among people, we value every day. We thank God for every day that we have because. Um, it could change in a moment. So thank you very much for letting us share that. Well, Josephine, now I know why you marriage lasted for 50 years, because you did everything just right. Uh, you spent time with each other. You said a beautiful phrase. When we, when we were an empty nest and we were by ourselves in our older age, we were not strangers to each other, because you took that time probably every week, as you mentioned, you know, spending time with each other, whether it was shopping or doing this kind of household chores, but you did them together you always made sure that you had that time together to talk to each other about yourselves. That's the secret of kind of, that's, that's the way of renewing your wedding vows. When you renew your wedding vows, you don't have to actually say I do and all those phrases, but just spending that time with each other about your relationship, that's the way that you renew your wedding vows. And you kept doing that. If you did it every seven days, then you're right online with the schedule that our Lord likes uh, for us as well. Uh, so I think, uh, you really revealed the secret of a happy marriage, and that's always staying attuned, staying connected to each other on a daily basis or certainly on a weekly basis. And apparently it's made you both very happy all these years. And I'm so glad that you start each day with Mass as well. That's a powerful way uh, to not only nourish and, and uh, 
strengthen your faith, but nourish and strengthen your, your marriage as well. So thank you, Josephine, and God bless you for 50 years of the sacrament of marriage. Yeah, and I, I have to have to say with uh, Josephine's call as well as all of our previous calls, you can just you can sense the witness that these marriages are bringing into the world today, and so yeah. never underestimate again the the power of the witness of a strong and healthy marriage. Uh, that doesn't mean that you're never facing problems, but that together you're facing those problems together with the Lord. You're facing those problems. Let's squeeze in, if we can, one more phone call here before we before we uh, have to close the show. John is calling in from Oswego, Illinois. John, welcome to The Inner Life. We only have a couple minutes remaining. Okay, very good. I'll, uh, I'll try and make it real short. Uh, 37 years ago, my wife called my office and to talk to my secretary, and she wasn't in, and I said, I'm sorry, she's not in yet, and... Later, I found out she said, who was that? And my secretary said, oh, that was just John. And uh, about three weeks later, her and I were talking on the phone, and she said uh, anybody that's going to get friendly with her is going to have to be a Catholic. And at the time, I was uh, Methodist, non-practicing. And I thought to myself, yeah, in your dreams. And we hung up, and I rolled over, and the Holy Spirit said to me, you know, you could use a little structure in your religion. And... uh, Ninety days later, we were married. I was confirmed in the Catholic Church, and every night before we go to bed, we say the Stations of the Cross together. Oh, my goodness. That is wonderful, John. Well, let's thank the Holy Spirit for inspiring you to bring some structure into your life and and uh, joining the Catholic faith. And really, what a remarkable way to, to end the day by uh, praying the Stations. Uh, very, very powerful prayer, very uh, uh, a lot of treasures there as well. So I'm glad that we were able to get your call in right at the last second, John. And God bless you in telling us your story, what happened 37 years ago and how it's blossomed to today. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, thank you, John. And thank you to all of our callers today. And I'm sorry to those that we weren't able to get to. We had a number of phone calls, which uh, mm-hmm. which is just great to me. It's It's an indication that there are so many people who are really wanting to enter into sharing about the loving relationship that they have with their spouse. There are so many goods of marriage today, and our spiritual director, Father Dave Heaney, today has led us through that and responded to many of these phone calls. Father Dave, we are privileged that you are have been here with us, and we are grateful for all that you do uh, and, and for sharing the call that the Lord has placed on your life. We are certainly... Uh, grateful for the blessings that he pours out upon us. And of course, before we let you go, Father, we would love to get a blessing from you if we could. Absolutely. Heavenly Father, thank you for the sacrament of marriage. We ask all of your grace, your blessings, your wisdom, and all couples to make their love a daily decision. Bless us all at this time in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father Dave Heaney has been our spiritual director today on The Inner Life. Tomorrow, tune in because we've got Father Chris Walsh on us talking about tradition and its role in our Catholic faith. And coming up just right after The Inner Life today, we've got Father Ed Looney, who is coming to us with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass from the Chapel of Nativity in Green Bay, Wisconsin. My name is Patrick Conley. It's been a pleasure and a privilege to be with you today on The Inner Life. Grateful that you have tuned in. Make sure and make Jesus the center of your marriage or your life wherever or whatever you are doing. And one great way to do that is to continue listening to Relevant Radio and join us again tomorrow here on The Inner Life. God bless you.